What's up? We made it episode seven of the Happy Raccoon Podcast. I'm coming in hot with lots of energy and focus today because it's just me. I'm riding solo. I don't have any guests today. Um, I'm running out of guests really quick. So like I've said many a times before, if you're interested in coming on to the Happy Raccoon Podcast, you know I'll be appreciative. Come on over. You can sign up by heading to happyraccoon.net. There's a big old button somewhere on that website that says sign up to be a guest. I would love to have you on here. I've had some incredible guests this far. I'm so excited about everyone that's been a guest on here and everything that's going on in their lives. Um, And yeah, man, I want to hear your story too. I think everybody has a story to tell and I want to hear it, man. I got to get rid of that podcast voice. Everybody's got a story to tell. Now, um, we're going to ride, we're going to change gears in this podcast, man. I'm going to take this thing to the next level, man. Tell you what, I'm ready for it. Um, I'm having a really good time. Episode seven today, uh, man, it's been so much fun um, and If you have listened to all of them or just a few of them, whatever, I appreciate you so much. I say that every time because I really do. I've had a handful of people come to me and just tell me how much they love the podcast. Um, And man, that just means the world to me. This has been my passion for a long time and I haven't gotten to do it yet because it's an easy thing to procrastinate about. Um, I don't necessarily love being on the camera sometimes, but I am enjoying myself a lot. I'm having a good time and... uh, yeah, man, just having a good old time. So anyways, episode seven, uh, if you don't know this, my name is Mason. I am the host and the uh, creator behind the Happy Raccoon podcast. And today we're just going to have some fun. Um, and I've got some really fun stuff to share with you guys. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming along. Let's get like right right into it, okay? And uh, before in the past, I've ha- I haven't able to have notes, but I am able to have notes now. I got my cell phone here with me because I got a different camera set up now, um, which is super cool. So let's go to my notes here because there is certainly some stuff I want to share with you guys. Oh, dude, let's talk about this. What the heck? So we all know that with the absence of Donald Trump, politics have become a lot less humorous. Um, Joe Biden is funny in a different way. Um, you know, the falling down the stairs, I don't personally find funny. Um, his inability to complete a full sentence, I don't find particularly funny. A lot of, with Donald Trump, who he was as a person, um, was absolute comedy gold. Um, going back to the 2016 election, um, circuit campaign, after all, I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, this is one of my favorite Donald Trump moments. After all that bad press, um, because he came out a little, probably a little too strong on the Hispanic community, he did a, I think it was like a Cinco de Mayo post, something like that, um, on his Instagram and his Twitter, and it was just him eating like a taco bowl. And he was like, I love tacos. Uh, the Trump Towers serve the best taco bowls. Um, I love the Mexicans, something like that. I love the Mexicans or something like that. It was just like so blatantly, um, so blatantly just like a PR tactic. And it was so just like obvious. It was hysterical. Um, anyways, 
I miss that for sure. Um, Donald Trump is a super funny guy. No one can convince me otherwise. He literally called, I mean, this is super racist to be honest, but he called coronavirus because everyone kind of knows at this point that China was the first country hit by it. Doesn't mean they necessarily started it, but they were the first one to have a major impact there. Um, he called it the Kung flu virus. The president of the United States, the leader of the free world called it the Kung flu virus telling you, man, when we lost Donald Trump, we lost some serious common gold in our politics. Things have gotten so boring since Biden was inaugurated in January. I missed the comedy behind it. But last week came through with an absolute banger and it relates to Donald J. Trump. Okay. Let me read this article. This is from USA Today. So, you know, I'm not lying to you. Okay. I'm pulling it up. From USA Today, Trump wax figure removed from San Antonio Museum after customers kept punching and scratching it. I'm sorry. That's in San Antonio, Texas? I thought Texas was like Donald Trump's playground. But San Antonio, Texas, people are going to this wax... I guess um, you don't find too many Republicans going to wax museums because Republicans don't like to waste their time on stupid things. But... Here, this article reads: A wax figure of President Donald Tri- of President Donald Trump was temporarily removed from Louis Louis Tussauds Waxworks in San Antonio, Texas, after sustaining damage from customers. The decision to put the wax figure in storage came after patrons at the wax museum kept punching it and scratching it. Clay Stewart, a regional manager for uh, Ripley Entertainment, probably assistant to the regional manager told San Antonio Express News, our wax figures will need repairing from time to time, ranging from Hollywood celebrities to political figures. Susanna Smagala Potts, public relations manager of Ripley Entertainment, blah, 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 blah. Um, It's not uncommon for wax figures to be damaged by customers over time as a part of normal wear and tear, but in these interactive museums, um, but patrons, political ideologies could come into play when they're face to face with a wa- rat with wax replicas of former presidents. So Donald Trump basically got his uh, his butt whooped in a mac- wax museum in San Antonio, Texas, um, because apparently people have nothing better to do in the middle of a pandemic than to go to a wax museum and to slap around their least favorite political person. Um, this is absolutely the best article I've read in months dating all the way back to episode one when I brought up the Florida man that stole an, uh, a former engagement ring from his girlfriend to propose to his other girlfriend that was my last favorite article this one comes to now Donald Trump getting punched in the face in San Antonio Texas to the point where the wax museum had to temporarily that's an interesting word remove it now what I would love to see happen is for Donald Trump to buy that wax figure um, because I think that's uh, a little bit funny. But anyway, so Donald Trump wax figure got his his face punched in from a few San Antonians that apparently are not big fans of him. I find that to be absolutely hysterical. Um, but seriously, who goes to wax museums? Um, they're so creepy. I mean, there's so many stereotypical things that are creepy that people talk about. We talk about clowns. Um, and dolls. Why is no one talking about how creepy wax museums are? Um, they're so lifelike and so weird. I imagine it's what it's like looking at a dead body. Um, I've never um, seen a dead body, but it's like they're laying super still and it's just kind of uncanny from what I heard. That's got to be what it's a little bit like. And that's super, super weird to me. But anyways, um, that made my day. Uh, it's a little video here, actually. 
Wonder. Museum in Texas was oh, a statue of I like her voice. Donald Trump because too many visitors punched and scratched the figure. The San Antonio Express News reported the Louis oh, there's a Melania Sparks one too. Pulled the figure from public view after it was repeatedly. Well, no wonder it's like the, the, the like the worst pose ever. It looks like a frat boy. Unlikely the statue will return to the display floor. Until the new <laughs> it's so realistic. President Biden is added into rotation. Which what? is production reports the hill. The regional manager of Ripley Entertainment said we've always Oh the hair is so weird section because no matter what president it was, Bush, Obama, or Trump, they've all had people beat them. Oh come the on, San Antonio. Six times, and then Bush's nose was punched in. <laughs> Dude, take that Bush. That's nuts, man. That is nuts. I love it, dude. I love this country. <laughs> Tell you what, man. I love this country, dude. What just nutty people we have in this country, man. Taking time out of their lives, dude. Everyone has a clock of time. They're taking time out of their lives to go to the Wax Museum and punch a political figure. That is, man, there are so many other ways I would spend my time. Let's get to the next article I love here. Police tackle trespassing deer inside Wisconsin nursing home as if nursing homes didn't have enough to worry about with COVID-19 running rampant and taking lives left and right inside of nursing homes. They got to worry about Bambi storming in there and going after them. That's crazy. Let's read this article here. Please tackle trespassing deer. You know how hard it is to tackle a deer, dude? That's crazy. Police in Wisconsin responded to a nursing home where an officer who used to play football Okay, I guarantee you at the end of this article, they're going to find out that this officer played, like, junior varsity football. That's, that's what they're, that, like, they, they just find that so interesting, right? Used to play football, ended up tackling a deer to remove it from the building. The was Wausau, dude, places in Wisconsin, that's uh, Native American. Um, the Wausau Police Department said officers were dispatched to a nursing home after witnesses reported a deer wandering the building after crashing through a window. They make that sound so calm right? Like witnesses reported. Um, yeah. Like, Oh, I think I just saw a deer in here. No. And crashing through the window and probably ran in there crazy because deer run so fast and they're so clumsy. The department shared body camera footage. Oh, this ought to be good. I can't wait to watch this. Let me read a little more than we're going to watch that. The department shared body camera footage of the officer chasing the deer through the building. One of the officers, Aaron Carlin, a former college and Canadian professional football player. I stand corrected, ladies and gentlemen, but let's be honest, Canadian professional football is like the WNBA. No offense. Um, was able to tackle the deer so it would be transported outside. Seeing as Officer Carlin led a previous life as an elite football athlete, okay? Uh, you want to talk about elite, okay? Um, Canadian professional football is not elite. I'm just going to end it there. Uh, you're watching Canadian football? Okay. Anyways, let's watch this video. Body camera footage of him tackling a deer. This ought to be great. Wasow, a police wrestle deer. Ooh, hate that. Hey, do we have a shield by chance? A shield? Watch this thing come around and just deck me. <laughs> I love that. Is it in a room? Is it in a room? That's nuts. It's probably the most excitement those nurses have had in a while. Dude, it's like a petting zoo in a nursing home. Yeah, dude, that's how you open doors. You push it. 
Dude. Cut. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Okay, dude. That's the tackle. That's the tackle. Dude, the thing's scared, man. Dude, that deer rules. Oh, oh. Dude, I'm cheering for the deer at this point. Come on, buddy, escape. Come on. Jason's there, dude. Come on, go, 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 run, run, run. Come on, escape, escape, escape. <laughs> That's nuts. Love it, dude. And the deer runs safe. I was worried they were going to put the deer down. That rules. Wow. Who's going to say it first? I'll give you about 10 seconds. Police brutality. Okay. Deer lives matter. That's not cool. Let the deer do his thing, dude. He's trying to go visit some uh, elderly people that are in nursing homes. All right. That rules, though, dude. But that tackle, was that really a tackle? Let's be honest with one another. Was that really a tackle? Because it kind of just... Went and laid down right in front of him. I mean, I was like maybe a tackling a kicker in the Canadian Football League of of awfulness. But anyways, man, that video made my day. Um, yeah, gosh, Wasau, where where about it's Wasau? Who cares, right? Um, anyways, that's really interesting. And uh, yeah, dude, inside a petting zoo for the elderly. I love that. Let's get to our next article. Here we go. Technician finds dead snake in the motor of Florida family's dryer. Okay. Why would anyone live in Florida? Seriously, it's below sea level. Hurricanes constantly torment the place. There's grumpy old people everywhere. Okay, we already talked about in episode one, the crazy Florida man that kills people for no reason, probably. And then now we're left with... What is this? They got alligators there too, dude. You're just golfing. There's just alligators hanging out. What's that all about? And then now we have snake, dead snakes in dryers. Okay. But one of my biggest irrational fears is, uh, is uh, being on the toilet doing, um, you know, my thing and a snake comes up from like the underneath. I've seen that before, dude. I've seen videos of that before snakes comes out from underneath and just like goes after, um, my unmentionables. That's my biggest fear. Now I got to worry about snakes and dryers too, dude. Um, anyways, let's read this article. March 24th, a few days ago, a Florida family who had called a repair service to find out why the driver dryer was malfunctioning said the technician discovered an unusual problem. A snake was caught in the motor. Allison Pring of Groveland said her family contacted Sea Star Air and Appliances when their dryer started blowing an excessive amount of lint. Uh. Technician Daryl Cobble responded to the family's home and told the family it would likely be an easy repair. He came out and said it was probably something stuck in there. The motor was jammed. Easy fix. Pring said Cobble opened up the dryer and received a surprise. He just stands there and he walks off. He's like, there's a dead snake in there, Pring said. Pring's son, Alex, who made headlines in 2015 when Robert Downey Jr. This is interesting. Bring son Alex, who made headlines in 2015 when actor Robert Downey Jr. presented him with a bionic arm developed by the University of Central Florida, said the scene was difficult to believe. They just had to throw that in there, that Iron Man gave him a bionic arm. I mean, that's pretty cool and all, but it's uh, irrelevant. 
Um, I thought that this is not a snake. This is a pile of lint. How would you know you have a bionic arm? Um, the large snake had apparently slithered up the dryer exhaust vent. It's not something you normally find in there, but you find them. So on the outside, they normally have it. Dude, they're so nonchalant about this. That is so Florida, dude. Just to be so nonchalant about having a snake in your dryer. I mean, dude, come on with that. That is ridiculous. Why would anyone live in Florida? Seriously, if you live in Florida, get the heck out of there. Um, Biden, I need you to drop a nuke on the entire state of Florida after it's evacuated. And let's get rid of the dang thing. Let's put it underwater. Um, it'll create more room for sea life, even though they'll probably all die from radiation poisoning. Let's get rid of Florida and all the animals that live there. It's a terrifying wasteland, and uh, I've had just about enough of Florida's existence. Not to any of the people out there except for the Florida man. Um, I'm sorry to people who love Disney World, but that's just out of control. Snakes and dryers. I suppose it could happen just about anywhere, um, but it's not happening in my house. I killed seven snakes last summer. I didn't give a single one of them a chance to live. The first time I got it, the first time I got a shot, killed them. Okay, my children play in the front yard. Not a fan. Crazy. All right, <clears throat> so we're gonna switch gears a little bit more here. I'm feeling like I'm feeling like I'm in the groove a little bit, but we're gonna switch gears to something a little bit more topical. All right, so we went over three articles. Um, I had a good time going over those. Another thing that happened um, that is not so fun is there was a shooting in Boulder, Colorado. Um, tragic. Feel like we haven't seen a shooting in a little while. Quarantine will do that. Sorry, I'm yawning. It's so disrespectful. Um, quarantine will do that, right? We haven't had a lot of groups of people. People who tend to do these things want to go to a place, large gathering. But yeah, it uh, happened again. We had a shooting in Boulder, Colorado. And uh, tell you, man, it's depressing um, not only seeing that, but seeing this country's reaction right off the bat, right? Because the first thing that everyone goes towards is, all right, that was the final straw, right? There's about 15 final straws already. That was the final straw. It's time for gun control. No more AR-15s, no more, um, you know, assault rifles, whatever, Um um, that's a little bit more of an appropriate response. What frustrates me is the response from the other side of it, right? Because there's a spectrum of, of politics now, and you're either in the left, the right, and if you're in the middle, you're a normal person, right? So the left, you know, Joe Biden, all of those, those guys, um, you know, really pushing for gun control. What really upset me and what has bothered me all week is the right's response to that. Um, you know, I saw something today, for instance, that said, um, you know, uh, when Cain killed Abel, um, they didn't blame the rock. Um, and that's a reference to basically saying that guns don't kill people. People kill people. Now that is absolutely true. Um, in every facet of the, the words, right? Um, at some point we have to make sure that people take responsibility for these actions, not, a weapon, um, regardless of the fact that, you know, it was the weapon that delivered a bullet, so I had to pull the trigger, right? Um, I totally get that notion, but um, it's odd to me that people are choosing that owning an AR-15 or a, a weapon similar, that that is the hill to die on. Um, when the Second Amendment was written, and there's a comedian that makes a really good reference to this, um, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. That's so disrespectful. Um, something, uh, he's an Australian comedian, but he makes good reference to this. When the second amendment was written, it took about, 
um, one minute to reload um, your gun with a muzzle loader, right? Um, you had to, you know, uh, pull this long stick out and you had to jam a bullet in there and then you fill it with, with you know, gunpowder and, you know, like a musket, right? And they were, they were about, you know, uh, six foot long, really, really hard to carry around. I mean, truthfully, they served a purpose in hunting and in war, but they really are not all that deadly. Um, whereas an AR-15, even in home protection, if I had someone break into my house, I could shoot him with the AR-15 and that bull would end up in my neighbor's garage, right? Um, so what frustrates me, a couple things, is one, um, is our immediate response is in defense of guns because we feel like we have the right to own them or they have the right to own them. Um, I get what the Second Amendment says, okay, but in the same way that I hate cancel culture, um, canceling someone for a tweet that they wrote like 10 years ago, it's the same premise in that you have to give that person who wrote that offensive tweet credit for growth, right? You know, it was 10 years ago. They've had a chance to change. Um, that's a good thing. And the same thing, people who choose to die on the hill of the Second Amendment says that we can have guns. Hey, that's all great. Um, but that was a really long time ago. Guns are a lot different now. And look what I got the damage that they're causing, right? Um, at the very least, we all got to come to the table and we all got to talk about potential resolutions. Um, so I really don't like the fact that a lot of people are just slamming their door on the idea of gun control, right? So I own, I own two guns. I have a, um, 30 odd six, um, rifle that I use for hunting. Um, I hunt deer with it. I'm a safe gun owner. I keep it in a case downstairs. I have a shotgun. I have a 12 gauge shotgun that I mentioned in episode one of this podcast. Um, and I keep that upstairs and I use that for home protection and turkey hunting, um, which is coming up in May. I'm really excited about it. Um, the, I live in New York, which is a pretty gun-restricting state, um, and it's a liberal state. Even then, I was able to buy each of those guns in about 15 minutes. Now, the difference is between those guns and an AR-15, if you don't know, is an AR-15, you can shoot as fast as your finger can pull the trigger, right? So it's not automatic where you hold down the trigger and it goes, right? It's a bang, 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 and however fast you can pull the trigger because those guns automatically reload themselves. Um, the difference is, is that my shotgun is a pump-action pump shotgun, so it's bang, bang, bang. Still pretty quick, right? Uh, if I was deranged, I could do a lot of damage like that in a really public area. My my rifle is similar. It's a bolt-action rifle, so it's, you know, bang, and then you pull the notch off the top there, and then load the next bullet in, bang. All in all, my shotgun and my rifle takes about two seconds to reload each. Now, um, neither of those guns are known to be used in various, um, the shotgun maybe a little bit more, but in various um, let's call them terrorist attacks because that's, that's what they are. Um, none of those guns are really used for that. So here's where I get a little bit frustrated. The AR-15, and the reason I'm frustrated that it's the hill that some people are choosing to die on, is that at least where I live, I think you can use an AR-15 to hunt coyote because there's so many of them, right? So you want that like bang, 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 right? Um, and they often run when you shoot them, so you want to be able to shoot them while they're on the run. So it makes a little bit of sense, um, but also not super, super necessary, right? Um, so, you know, the uh, you know, AR-15 is used for that, but you can't use an AR-15 to hunt deer legally. You can't use it to hunt turkey. Sorry, I'm keeping hunting, so disrespectful. You can't use it to hunt turkey. Um, 
and, and I'm open to, to debating on this, the only reason to own an AR-15 um, is for the fun of it, right? So that's where it gets a little dicey is that you're choosing the hill to die on is that, nope, I deserve to own this AR-15. You got to stop blaming the AR-15 on things. It's people that use them wrong. Um, that's all fine, right? Um, I get I get that argument to a point, but um, if someone can go and buy an AR-15 in a matter of a day or two and then use it just days later to open fire on a grocery store and take 10 lives. Um, I don't care how fun the AR-15 is to use. Get a new hobby. That's my only response to that, right? I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, the AR-15, it's, it's, it, it, there's no real use to it like a rifle or a shotgun. You know, if I, if, if, Biden was going after my rifle or my shotgun, that actually interferes with my livelihood because, you know, I kill deer and we use that meat throughout a year, right? We save a lot of money on buying beef and other meat. You know, we were able to survive off a deer for like a year and a half or so. Now I'm a pretty bad hunter if I'm being frank. And then some people, they're able to fill many people's freezers, right? I can fill my families, but some people they fill, you know, their families and their neighbors, a lot of poor people, um, they donate them to food banks. All that's done with just a bolt action rifle that you can buy at any Dick Sporting Goods. Um, but uh, people want an AR-15 because it's fun and it looks cool. And people, you know, they identify their masculinity with, with this AR-15. And, and to be honest with you, yeah, I guess I, I really struggle with, um, and I know that a lot of people who listen to this podcast are going to disagree with me and that's okay. Um, you know, I love for someone to come on here and talk to me about it because I really do want to see more of the argument um, and why someone needs an AR-15. Um, and, uh, you know, I know a lot of people want a weapon like that. Should the world turn AWOL and there be a third world war, you want a gun that you can, you know, fight with, I guess I get that too. Um, uh, it's probably not going to happen. You're probably not going to worry about that. We have the most robust military. I think one of them, uh, I don't think the biggest military, but gosh, you know, I feel pretty comfortable knowing that our military can take care of business. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really sort of saddened and frustrated to see um, many people's responses, even in my own close corner. Again, I'm kind of saying all this knowing that I might receive some flack for it. That's okay. This is, you know, my honest opinion. This is my podcast. I can say whatever the heck I want on here. Um, but I'd have a really hard time being having my mind changed on the fact that people just don't need an AR-15. And if, you know, we all have to come to the table and ask ourselves honestly, like, hey, is you know, taking the AR-15 off the shelves and making it illegal to own an AR-15, is that going to stop these mass shootings or at least limit them? Um, if it would, I would certainly like that. And I would certainly be on board with it, even if it just shrunk the numbers a bit. You know, I see one of the arguments too a lot is that, oh, well, the bad guys are still going to have the guns. Bad guys are still going to have the guns. Hey, look, you can still, you know, buy a handgun, buy a shotgun. There's still ways to protect yourself. Sure. Um, but I also just want to point out, you know, this shooting in Boulder, Colorado, um, this, the, uh, shooting, um, that happened in Florida with uh, Nicholas Cruz, um, and, uh, even Sandy Hook showing those are the three that really break my heart. I mean, they all are awful. Um, but the ones that come to my mind, you know, Sandy Hook, a shooting of elementary school, school students, that was a legally owned AR 15 that was irresponsibly owned and a person with severe mental disabilities took it from his father's, you know, gun cabinet and went and shot, you know, I think it was over a dozen innocent elementary school children. 
um, Sandy Hook shooting, several people died there from a legally owned assault rifle. I don't know if it was exactly an AR-15, but a legally owned assault rifle. Um, and then now this one, I don't know, again, I don't know if it's, I think AR-15s are starting to be used as an assault rifle, but let's just say AR-15 for right now. But, um, yeah, there's no real reason anyone needs to own that weapon. Um, and, uh, and the fact that people are choosing for this to be the hill they die on is frustrating. And the fact that people are choosing to, um, uh, choosing to make that the, the main narrative right now is, is a little, it's a little saddening. I think I expect more, um, from Christians for sure. And I expect more from intellectuals. Um, at the end of the day, we have to come to the table and we have to talk about these issues and we got to figure out a way to resolve them. Cause what's going to happen, um, is that we all know the politicians have their pockets open. People who's got money. Um, the NRA, I know funds a lot of people. And at the end of the day, this is going to go away really soon right? It's just going to go away and there's going to be another one. It'll be brought back. I mean, this this has been happening since Columbine, right? Where these shootings happen. They talk about banning the guns. Um, I think Columbine was actually a shotgun. Like I mentioned before, shotguns can be used for this too. Um, Here's my honest. If if President Mason walks into the room, right? This happy raccoon studio, say it turns into the Oval Office. What what am I doing? Okay, because again, it's easy to to just throw out these, you know, oh, I'm angry to screw with both sides kind of thing. Um, here's my honest take, right? Um, I don't know that it's in our Bill of Rights or Declaration of Independence or whatever the heck, but um, as citizens of the United States, we are legally allowed to responsibly own a car. Okay, now cars kill lots of people too, um, more than guns do. Drunk driving, uh, true accidents, cars kill people, right? But we have an entire branch of government that, whether you like it or not, I mean, no one likes going to the DMV, but it functions well, in my opinion. We have a branch of government that functions well, that we use to maintain all of our car ownership, that all of our licenses and permits, all those types of things. Something that literally every single person that I know goes through, right? They're all legally able to drive and uh it's just a part of, of, of growing up, right? You go, you get your permit, all that stuff. If there is an entire branch of government that is dedicated to our motor vehicles and, and making sure that everyone is safe on the road, whether they can see correctly, whether that they're mature enough to drive, whether or not that, um, you know, they're, they're obeying local traffic laws or disobeying them too many times, they get their license revoked. Um, you know, we have a, a pretty, very good and legit system in place. One that a lot of countries do not have. Some countries, it's just lawlessness. You own a car and you just hope for the best, baby. Um, United States has a very, very well put together Department of Motor Vehicles, right? DMV, right? Again, nobody likes going to the DMV and your first thought is, hey, the DMV sucks. I get it. But let's be honest with each other. It is a well-functioning government entity. Um, there, to me, there's no reason why we can't put something like that together for gun ownership. So again, when I bought my two guns, I walked into Dick's Sporting Goods. Actually, so when I wanted to go hunting, right, I had picked out the, the gun that I wanted. I walked into Dick's Sporting Goods and I said, Hey, you know, again, sorry, I'm yawning. My goodness. Um, I walked into Dick's Sporting Goods. I was like, Hey, I'd like to purchase, um, a gun. I'd like to use it for hunting. You know, I'd like to start the process for that. They said, okay, do you know what gun you want? I said, ah, you know, I, I have an idea what I'm looking for, um, but I'd like to at least start the paperwork and then we can, you know, I can maybe make my decision a little later down the line. They said, no, that's not how it works. 
Okay, now I was going into it. My opinion on how it works to worked was you go in there and you fill out an application to be a gun owner. That's what I thought. That's what I assumed, right? I never owned a gun before. That's why I assumed. Um, I said, no, you come in here and you tell me what gun you want. And then we start the paperwork where they do a background check, make sure you, you don't have any um, obvious signs of mental illness. And then we're uh, and then you're good to go and you can just walk out of the store with the gun. And I said, oh, um, odd, but okay, that's fine. How long does the background check take? Me thinking maybe two weeks, right? This, he says, oh, about seven to 15 minutes. I'm sorry, what? I was able to buy a Remington 870 Express pump action shotgun in about eight minutes time. Now, in that application, they asked me very general questions. It was no more than filling out a Facebook profile page. They ask you for your name. Okay, maybe Facebook wouldn't ask for this, but they ask for your social security number. They ask you general questions, um, address, driver's license number, all that stuff they can register the firearm to, and that's all fine and good. Um, but at that point, you click submit. It does a quick background check. It's very similar to maybe applying for a credit card at Lowe's, right? Um, shortly after that, I was approved to own this gun. It was registered to me and I bought it and I literally walked out of Dick's Sporting Goods with that gun. Um, and I own it today and I've fired it probably like eight times. Um, and it's, it is, it's fun to have a gun, right? Um, and I feel more comfortable and safe in my home owning a gun. Um, to me, I was more than willing and I would prefer it this way. I was more than willing to um, to start the process and go through whatever I need to go through to be a responsible gun owner, but to make sure that people who can't be responsible gun owners, um, aren't able to get a gun. If that makes sense, I would be more than happy for each time I bought a gun to plan it out in advance. I don't need to walk out with a gun same day. It's not, it's not a phone. It's not, you know, um, any, uh, it's on a bicycle, right? I mean, this is, we're talking about, you know, a, a legitimate, thing that needs to be respected and feared. Um, and, uh, and guns are not toys, right? I would have had no problem taking all the time they needed. There needs to be an infrastructure built. Um, Joe Biden's approach to, I want to take all the AR-15s is a bad approach. Um, people's response to saying we should own whatever gun we want is a bad approach. Um, the approach should be, let's come together, let's build an institution um, within our government that we can carefully manage the distribution and the ownership of guns. And yes, absolutely bad guys will still have guns, but those bad guys are bad guys. They get arrested and they go to jail for those types of things. We have to trust our law enforcement to handle that. Okay. Because just because bad guys are going to own guns doesn't give, you know, you the, the right to be able to just own a gun willy nilly. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing people being able to buy AR-15s, buy all sorts of ammo, and then go and annihilate people who have families and lives ahead of them. I'm just, it's exhausting. Um, and the sooner that we come to terms with the fact that there's going to have to be a compromise and there's going to have to be sacrifice on each side in order for this to slowly iron itself out, it's going to need to happen. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, Australia totally banned guns um, and now there's no mass shootings. Um, not necessarily true. Okay. They still happen there. They will still happen. And it's still something that we need to be worried about. And there have been several, um, potential mass shootings that ended very quickly because there was a hero there with a gun that was able to protect everybody else. I don't know the exact name of it, but just about a year or so ago, maybe a little more, uh, there was a church with a guy who had been asking the church for money. The church said, Hey, we don't really, we just don't really do that. He took it out on the church. He walked in there with a shotgun, pulled the shotgun out. One guy tried to stop him. He ended up dying. 
Another guy from across the room pulls out his handgun and guns this guy down before he's able to annihilate this entire church of people. Okay, There is certainly a reason to have good guys with guns for protection around, but there's no reason why we can't put an institution in place that makes sure that it's only the good guys that are able to buy the guns. Okay, This guy... Um, that shot up the, the place in Boulder, Colorado. And that's all, it's all kind of hearsay. Okay, I, I did a little bit of research. I encourage you to do the same from your own opinion, right? This is my podcast. I can say whatever the heck I want on yours. That's what I'm doing. Um, but um, from what I understand, the, the, the shooter in Boulder, Colorado, he was on FBI's watch list, okay? He has a history of mental illness. He went to a store in Boulder, Colorado, and he bought an assault rifle and several um, rounds of ammunition, and he was able to go and shoot a bunch of people with it. Whatever we have in place just isn't working, and something has to change, and that's pretty obvious to me. And the hill to die on is certainly not the one that says, I deserve to own an AR-15 because I'm a good guy or because uh, the, the Bill of Rights, but the Second Amendment says that I can. It's not a good argument. It's really not, and it's really not a good argument from Christians either. Um, we have to acknowledge the fact that um, whether we like it or not, these these weapons cause a lot of damage, and we have to protect each other. And uh, and I think that it's a responsible and respectful thing to do to step down from your own ego, and uh, and really look yourself in the mirror and say, Do I need an AR-15? Can I at least accept that there needs to be a better process in place to purchasing one of these guns? Um, you know, there's. I mean, everyone, no one, you don't really see many people complaining about the process it takes to get a license and to own a car, right? Because we want people to be safe on the road. We want to feel safe around other people. Um, to me, with a gun, it's it's no different, okay? You're right. You have the right to own a gun and protect your family. I would be really upset if someone said I couldn't own my shotgun anymore because it protects me and my two girls and my wife, okay? But I have no problem with there being a process in place that makes sure that people who have bad intentions can't own guns like that. Okay, there's a reason we have these things in place. Um, many people um, get denied driver's license because they can't see properly, because they're mentally not capable of driving a car, um, or because they can't pass a driving test. There's no reason that I can't see that people shouldn't have to face similar um, adversities when trying to own a gun. Um, because if we can stop one mass shooting even from implementing some sort of process, I think that'd be a really great thing. All right, now... May have lost some listeners there, and I may have lost some of you guys throughout this episode from that. But I had to say something. Something I'm really, something that's really been irking me this week. Um, and uh, I'm so blessed to have the people that listen to this podcast and enjoy it. Um, truly, I, it's a really great thing to have you guys here. Um, but these are my honest opinions, and I'm not afraid to share them. Um, I would hope that some of my Thoughts would at least be agreeable to the point where you might be able to consider them and uh, at least think about what I had to say about that subject because I'm just not seeing it talked about and that's really frustrating. There's just there's got to be some sort of compromise, you guys, and uh, and I think that that's um, that's certainly you know where where my heart is on the subject. I know uh, it's fun owning guns and AR-15s are cool, but there's really not a use for them stateside. Um, military usage is good, police usage is fine, um, but do you really need one in your home? I don't know. Um, that's just that. But anyways, we're going to switch gears here and wrap up on this episode. Um, I had a good time on this one. We got to talk about some funny stuff and some, uh, not so funny stuff. Um, I did want to share, I've had a lot of people praying for me and thinking about me. I really appreciate you guys a lot. I am back working, which is fantastic. I got a job a few weeks ago. It didn't take me too long at all. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, God is so good providing for my family just over and over and over again. Uh, yeah, gosh, gosh, darn it. Keep yawning. But, um, yeah, I am working again. I'm really thankful for that. really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, I'm just looking forward to being able to do more of these podcast episodes. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been a ton of fun. Um, this has been episode seven of the happy raccoon podcast. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about the podcast, why we're podcasting, head to happyraccoon.net to learn more. Um, we also sell some fantastic soap. That's right. We sell soap that you use to clean your body and clean your hands, okay? Um, I don't know why I got to describe it that way, but you can head to happyraccoon.net slash soap. Check out our line of soap. Right now, we only have one scent. It's a lavender eucalyptus scent. It's incredible. I've been using it for weeks now. My skin feels amazing. Um, I feel clean. You know, sometimes you take a shower and at the end of the day, you feel like you need to take another shower. I swear this soap makes you feel cleaner for longer, right? You get to the end of the day and you still just feel fresh. You feel clean. Your your skin feels exfoliated um, from all the dry dead skin cells and all the oils that your body traps. Um, I really recommend trying it out. We are going to be, uh, you know, um, accepting orders for quite a while. We have a huge stock of them right now. So head to happyraccoon.net, not .com, .net slash soap to check that out. Um, you could also check out the rest of these episodes if this is your first time here. Um, I've had a great time. Um, I've got a lot of great feedback. You can head to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm going to be branching out a little bit more to make sure that I cover all platforms as much as possible. Um, but uh, yeah, and we're also on YouTube if you want to check us out there um, where you can actually watch this podcast. If you're listening to it, you might not know this, but I'm actually on camera. And uh, I like to think that my face looks pretty good sometimes. But anyways, thanks so much for listening to this episode, you guys. I hope you have a great week for listening to this on a Tuesday. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And uh yeah, and Easter's coming up this Sunday. I hope that you guys all just remember um, how important of a day that is and uh, just how grateful we are that Jesus laid down uh, his life um, for our sins and our mistakes and then three days later conquered death and rose again so that we can, uh, we can celebrate life in him. Anyways, praise the Lord. I love you guys endlessly. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Happy Raccoon Podcast, Episode 7.